Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm in the studio today with Chris Marsh, as well as Brianna Reich. And you can find out more about our company by just simply going to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in Retirement Update, we're going to talk about something that probably doesn't affect most retired people, but it is something that we're finding more and more in our practice, and that is how do you deal with student debt? Now, it's not necessarily for those of you who are retired, but I'm sure you have children like I have, or in some cases, grandchildren that are making decisions about their college education, and millennials in particular are struggling with debt. They have increased almost five times the amount of debt in the last 20 years for higher education. And the question is, is what do they do? And there's a lot of payment plans that are available for students. And we're trying to give you this information because we want our clients to be informed. And we do a lot of family practice. And that includes dealing with students uh, grandchildren and children of our clients, and trying to help them make smart decisions about their money. Because higher education, as you are aware, is very expensive. And there are various payment plans and various processes that we go through. But um, guys, I mean, the mistakes that people make with uh, higher education and paying tuition, they're numerous. And we run across them all the time in our practice. And um, you know, probably the number one mistake that I find is uh, just failing to consider income-driven repayment plans. How does how does that work? I mean, how does an income-driven repayment plan work on a student loan? Well, if you have a federal student loan, then what they do is they look at how much income you make per year, so your adjusted gross income, and they base the repayment plan on how much you make. So it's about 10% per year is what you have to pay back, and after a certain amount of time, those loans can be forgiven, but that's about 20 years on a new repayment plan. And you've got, you've got a, uh, you know, as opposed to a standard payment plan is just you get out of school and you start making payments. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This- standard. What the, the standard loans, you typically it's like any other loan that you'll take out. Uh, there are some provisions that are put in. For instance, you take the loan out, you pay to the school uh, and then the the period of time, if it's a, you know, a Stafford loan, um, and a you know, government subsidized loan, you won't pay any interest, you won't make any payments for the period while you're actually in school, and they give you a little bit of a deferment time after you get out of school in order to be able to find a job and, and, and those kinds of things. But once it starts, it starts, yeah. and you're on the, you know, 
you're on the payment plan where you're making payments no matter whether you're making money or not. And so, we're, okay. Yeah, and we're finding that no matter what, I mean, a lot of times people make the decision about the loans when they're in the process. Mm-hmm. And how early should we be talking to, how early should somebody be preparing for their college education? I mean, junior high, high school, the year before they start college. I mean, what, what have you found is the best time preparation as far as doing that? Well, I think that uh, it's never too early to start. Um, myself, I have very young children and we, my wife and I are already uh, looking at options for paying college. for college, college. Uh, not only um, what we're saving to, to put towards their college, but also just the options that are available. And, um, you know, it, it, it's never too early to start because right. before you know it, you turn around and it's, uh, it's time to start um, registering for school. And that's, you know, that's not the time that you want to be trying to figure out how you're going to pay for it. There's basically two types of student loans. And I think there's a big difference. I mean, I think there's a big misunderstanding with a lot of applicants as to where they should go. But you've got basically federal and then you got private loans. Mm-hmm. How, how, do the, how do those two differ? I mean, what's the difference between a federal and a private loan structure? Well, the federal loans have, like what you mentioned before, they have some of these different repayment plans. So they have the income driven. They have um, the loan forgiveness for um, government employees like teachers and um, and off police officers and law enforcement and doctors and lawyers. So some of these federal loans can actually be forgiven if you work full time for 10 years, whereas private loans don't necessarily have these provisions. And another thing that I see that is often overlooked is, you know, parents will sometimes, and this is for our clients mainly, is they'll co-sign on these loans and not understand the difference between the um, what happens if you know something happens to your student with a federal loan versus a private loan. So um, there, you know, those are differences as well. That's a yeah. big deal if a, if mom and dad signs on the loans versus the uh, student themselves. I mean, yeah. obviously the mm-hmm. the mom and dad is reliable. I mean, is is responsible for the repayment if the, the student falls down. For sure. So. Um, and that unfortunately happens more than we realize. I mean, we sat down with clients and it's a bitter pill when the child kind of goes wayward, so to speak, and they're left holding the obligation mm-hmm. and they're in retirement and all of a sudden they find, they find themselves there responsible to pay back fifty dollars to $100,000 in student loans. And that's not unrealistic, folks. I mean, if you've not looked at college education... It you can accumulate fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in student debt without even without even blinking. It seems like yeah, at a state at a state institution, right? Uh, yeah, you absolutely can. And um, yeah, again, that brings up some of the major issues, uh, other issues that we see. Um, you know, for instance, we see. You know, you get these millennials that are coming out. They've got all this student debt, and they're prioritizing. Uh, they're, they're being taught you need to be debt free and they don't right. want to have any debt. And so they're piling all their money that they're making into forgiving or, or paying down that debt versus saving for their future. So they're paying for the past instead of saving for the future. And what we what we ultimately find is over the course of time, if you have uh, equal weighted students doing exactly the same thing uh, with one saving for retirement and and paying as they go versus the other who's paying off their debt, there's almost $150,000 difference in end result money 
uh, by doing that. You know, it's just amazing to me that in financial planning, what we're always trying to do is to seek balance, mm-hmm. you know, and you can, you can pay off too soon or not pay off enough. But in overall planning, you're trying to seek a balance so that you can help, uh, help our clients. I mean, what we're trying to do is help our clients achieve financial freedom. And some of those things are kind of counterintuitive in the sense, don't pay off too quickly. You know, my, I've talked to people where they've got low, below a 4% interest rate and they want to accelerate the payment. I said, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. You have to take a look at the, not only the tax deductibility of putting money into a 401k, but also your long-term savings because you can't be preparing for retirement too early. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your late 20s is not too early in my book. I mean, you should be, as soon as you're stepping out of school, you should be setting aside money for retirement because we just don't have the programs available like we had, you know, a generation or so ago. So. And you don't want to forego your employer's match. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to forego an emergency fund. I mean, there's things that you should put in place before putting all that extra money towards your student. That's really debt. a good comment because if you don't put money in the 401k and you lose the match from the employer, you're leaving money on the table. I mean, in some cases that could be, the, I mean, like a thousand, couple thousand dollars a year. You're just leaving it on the table because you didn't at least match their contribution. Mm-hmm. So again, um, what we do is we work with families, we work with individuals, and like a lot of things in life, it's not just simple. There's a lot of different aspects to it that you need to be aware of, and that's what we try to do is to help people understand all the different avenues and the nuances when it comes to student loans and, and getting higher education. If you'd like to have more information about this or anything else you hear on the radio today, give us a call at our office. It's 951-684-7011. We'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about your issues. Stay tuned for my next section, Tactical Asset Management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. You know, in the midst of this political cycle right now, and I don't want to get in and talk about the candidates and all the issues right now, but I am the biggest concern that we have from a tactical standby standpoint right now is these low interest rates. And in some some degree, they are they are really turning the world on its ear. We have negative rates. In fact, one third of all sovereign debt in the world right now, one third is in negative interest rates. That means if you deposit money in their banks, they charge you for it. Um, and so what we're dealing with right now, there's there's different aspects of this negative interest rate, but it has an encompassing impact upon all of our lives. Now, one of them is the banks themselves. 
Banks are under phenomenal pressure. And we're seeing that. I think it's evidenced by what happened with Wells Fargo because they're trying to boost their revenue because they weren't making it from lending. So they were looking within their, their business model. How can we increase income? I, you know, I don't know if there was intent to hurt you know, millions of depositors or customers, but at the end of the day, they're trying, to, they're trying to drive up their revenue. They're trying to drive up, and one of the ways they do that is through fee income because they're not making it on the loans, are they? Yeah, you're exactly right. So you have, you have this whole issue of trying to understand the business model of banks, but then we cross over and we get into, this is more into our realm, and that's dealing with insurance companies because we deal with annuities, immediate annuities. We deal with pension plans. We deal with how, how, do, we, how do we create income in the long term and make sure that it's secure. So you, you could have a major carrier that is rated very good, but now we're looking at these long, I mean, folks, have you ever looked at your insurance policies? What, what are the guarantees, right? I mean, we're looking yeah. at what, three, 4%? Yep. Well, yeah, and these companies are relying on good interest rates to keep these policies going, and they're relying yep. on the interest rates to keep their premiums low and to keep their payouts, you know, viable. Right. I mean, they're they're not able to do so if they're if we're running into a negative interest rate territory. They so, still have to make money. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're looking at a policy that gives you, let's say, a four percent guarantee, mm-hmm. you know, you could look. I mean, folks, you can look at your insurance policy. Inside there, there'll probably be a guarantee on the rate rate of return that insurance company will pay you. Who would have thought that that would be a threshold that they couldn't meet? But right now, insurance companies are having to invest money for 30, 40 years. Can they get 4% right now? Yeah, if you look at the... If you look at the actual uh, 30-year treasury bond, uh, it's, it's... Yield is only producing, you know, two point three five percent. I mean, it, it's it's minuscule in compa- comparison to where it's been uh, in the past. So, and- I mean, the the impact is going to be this this kind of this slow pressure on the solvency of insurance companies. So, insurance companies are going to be really under pressure to make sure they shore up their financial strength. Yep, and then. Yeah, yeah. It, really what they're having to do is they're having to clean up their balance sheets and they're, they have a minimum amount of, of cash on hand that they have to have in order to just be able to meet any of their general obligations. So they're having to sell those high, uh, high quality assets that they have in order to create the the income that they need to it, to pay out it become it becomes almost the law of um, unintended circumstances or consequences because they're having to sell their best assets because of the regulations but they're then they have to take on uh, worse performing assets to meet the requirements and it, it's yeah it's it's something that when we look at insurance companies we look at their financial rating and we're probably more concerned about that now than we have in the past mm-hmm. in the last 30 years I don't think I've really had that level of concern and uh, looking at at the ability of the insurance company to be able to meet the long-term obligation of our clients I mean it's it's critically important that a plus rating is now probably more important than ever before. Yep. Yeah, because we're going to see over time, you know, if, with all this pressure, we're going to see some of those weak firms possibly get shaken out of the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, consolidation is going to going to occur, and you're already seeing it in multiple industries. You're seeing it in the banking industry. You're seeing it in the insurance industry. Uh, you you have a cannibalism of mm-hmm. of effect because these 
you know, the, the, the strong are having to take over the weak so that they can, um, but if the whole continue. Si- but if the whole system is um, skewed mm-hmm. to these low interest rates, eventually over time, it's going to weaken the underlying foundation. So these low interest rates, and unfortunately, the Federal Reserves or the central bankers have got themselves in a corner. They don't know how to get out of it. Yeah, and you're the, exactly right. And the repercussions are are just massive. I mean, yeah. now. I don't know whether that's going to be an earthquake down the road or if it's just going to be a slow strangulation, but we're going to have repercussions from these low interest rates because now the other aspect is it's affecting the savers. Mm-hmm. It's affecting you and I that put money in the bank and we are taking on what we call duration risk. What What's duration risk? Explain to the audience. Essentially, uh, what, what we're talking about is uh, for those... Those assets uh, like bonds and and those types of things that um, uh, used to be the most secure portion of your uh, portfolio. Uh, now, what we're looking at is is as you're asking, the duration risk is essentially um, if you buy a bond that has a, a ten year maturity uh, time. So you buy a ten year bond, you, you give them your money. Ten years later, they give you back that same amount of money. And over the course of time, they've paid you interest on it at whatever the given rate was. Well, the duration risk or the duration is essentially the amount of interest that gets paid back to you over time to where you you break even on that uh, on that bond. So the duration, I mean, if interest rates go up, let's say I buy a 10-year bond and uh, I bought a bond that's paying me 2%, mm-hmm. high quality government bond. And if interest rates in five years now are at 4 or 5%, that bond value, first of all, we're losing interest that we could have made on that money. Yep. And then secondly, the value of that bond, what happens to the value of that bond when interest rates go up? Well, it becomes significantly less valuable because why would I, Why would anyone want to invest in a 2% uh, 10-year bond when they could invest in a 10-year 5% right. bond? So right. uh, most individuals are going to liquidate out of that uh out of that 2% bond and move into the higher interest rate bond. And one of the key issues, I mean, we're sitting down and talking with people that are retiring. One of the things that they want is security of, mm-hmm. of return. They want security of principle and they want to have a consistent rate of return on that capital so that they can plan for their retirement moving forward. It has got to be the most difficult thing that we can do right now is to really understand and to be able to explain to a client that that environment doesn't exist anymore. We yeah. cannot lock in a four, five, six percent rate of return and have assurance that we're going to have principal back at some point in time. That that no matter what happens in the marketplace, we can give you this assurance. Because right now, if we're locking into uh, principal guarantees, what kind of what kind of rates of returns are we looking at? Yeah, it's it's very very insignificant. Maybe maybe two percent, one percent. You know. Well, you three. just you just did one with a client. You met with this client for I mean about three or four meetings, and he had a substantial amount of money they want to invest. What was the guarantee, Chris? One percent. One percent, and it was one of the best in the industry. Yep. And that that to us is uh, what we're dealing with when it comes to trying to get risk adjusted returns. And so it's something that, um, you know, we are very aware of and um, we don't want clients to take on more risk than they than they should. But at the same point in time, in order to get some kind of substantial return for your capital, you're going to have to do that in some measure. And then what we do is monitor it for you. 
If you'd like to know more about that and what we do as far as our management style, give us a call, 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. We are going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. It's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that uh, I refer to as news you can use. See, I had a client come to my office the other day, and she's retired. She's a, she's a wonderful client. I've known her for, my goodness, almost 20 years. But she said, I've got all this money. I'm not going to tell on her. But she said, I'm going to go out and buy a new Tesla. And she pulls up in this thing, and it's got the Gulf Wings. And it's, what, 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 sty- what, uh, what model is that, Chris? It's the Tesla? Uh, it's the Tesla Model X. And what we're seeing more and more with our clients, you know, going back to when Leaf, when Nissan had the Leaf car, and now, you know, Chevy's got the Bolt. But you're going to see, I mean, virtually every manufacturer is jumping in now. You got Mercedes, you got Chrysler. I mean, everybody's jumping in with their electric car version. And there's an article in the newspaper. This is the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is uh, August 29th of the Wall Street Journal, the business and tech section. And it says electric cars will be here sooner than you expect. I think this is cool. This this is uh, Elon Musk is doing it. I mean, he's making, he's changing the world. He really is. He's making a major impact upon how we look at just basic transportation now. Yeah, and really, you know, one of the biggest things that um, was a deterrent for people was the cost. If you if you were to look at, uh, you know, back. When he very when they very first were introducing the Teslas, the Teslas are still very expensive. But all yeah. the other automakers, mm-hmm. they had some version of a of an electric car or or an electric hybrid car, and they they were very expensive. But now Tesla's coming out with the Model Three, and you see Hyundai and Toyota and BMW. All these manufacturers are getting on board, and they're going to start competing with Tesla and and coming up with their own version of some type of either hybrid or fully electric car and look at how many charging stations have been added to the United States they're oh, saying yes. about 30,000 and now yeah. they got the distance down you can do 200 mm-hmm. miles in a charge and yep. they got the stations for like you know it's, it's amazing what's yeah. cool is employers are adding charging stations um, you can find these all over and that was something that I, I'm so unaware of like I had no idea how this was taking over I'm still doing my horse and buggy you know Toyota and Honda <laughs> I, mean, I guess I'm just <laughs> completely behind but I think this is fantastic but that's good I, I think and again if you'd like to have a copy this article we'd be more than happy to send it out to you but i i think it's i think it's an evolution that's happening i think mm-hmm. it's the uh train has already left the station so to speak electric train albeit no pun intended <laughs> um but i i think i think it's going to be a revolutionary change on how we just drive mm-hmm. you know uh we were in an appointment last night and we got on the freeway and, and chris and i we looked at each other wouldn't it be nice just to push the button and let the car go home you know and i think we're pretty close to doing that 
So if you'd like to have any information on what we talked about today, give me a call at the office. Give us a call, uh, either Chris or Brianna or myself, and 951-684-7011, or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.